So in the Maral, we at the last section of his introduction is Akdama. And having explained the idea of what Mili Da'avais is, the arena where a person has to work on themselves, he's now going to discuss why was Avos put specifically in Seder Nizikin. And he explains, the Seder is a Masech, the Masech is Adias, or the Masech is of a desire. Avos is placed between Masech is Adias and Masech is of a desire. It needs a reason why Ovis finds this place in the Zikin and not one of the other stories. Now just as an aside, I'm not quite sure which Seder would be more appropriate. It doesn't seem like the Maral had a better choice either, because he doesn't say Seder Nezikin and not a different Seder. He just says Seder Achim. But nevertheless, even without... A, a better alternative to suggest, it still needs a reason, because it doesn't seem to belong in the Zikin either. And now I was going to explain two points. The first thing he says, All words of Musa, which a person can be asked somebody, which means he's coming to constructively criticize or direct him, it's Miyaser Esibedin. It's based on the din. So he said two points over here. The first point is that there's a din for giving Musa. In other words, when we're going to talk about Musa, we can talk about a general idea of a person should improve and a person should better themselves and a person should correct their midas. Or it can be the category of something which is a din, which means there's a expectation of a person what he's meant to do and what's required of him to do in order to correct or change himself. And therefore, if it's something which has a din, in other words, it's not just a theoretical uh, that a person should try harder, but something which has parameters on din, of what a person is meant to do. So that's something which belongs in Seder Nezikin. Why? In Chayra we find halachas in all the story. There's halachas of Zerayim, there's halachas of Shabbos, there's halachas of Kachim. So why would something which is a din belong specifically in Nezikin? And the answer to that question, that's what he says, is that a person's is Chavere, which means Nezikin is a concept of dinim which are based in Kenmachai as opposed to dinim which are dinim in the Torah which maybe Basin can enforce we don't find Basin came to enact uh, in the other story either mostly the Rises or even if the Takana is Basin's ability to enforce the Takana the idea of enacting a din is the is the role is the prerogative of the Basin or the Sanhedrin maybe and that falls into Nezikin. That falls into Nezikin, which is part of the, so to speak, the, the domain of the based thing to enforce or to enact Takonis. And therefore, when it comes to uh, those things which are given to us as ways to correct ourselves, but in the form of Takonis, in the form of Rabbanon's uh, restrictions or abundance 
advice. So that falls into Nezikin. That's the first thing he said. But besides for that, he says that it's also B'mida Sadeh. And he repeats this point again. And he says, and that's another point. Not just that it's something which is a din, which is based and enforced, but it's another point as well. And that is, in order for a person to be able to judge himself, to examine oneself, to see if he's living on the standard of Musa that he's meant to be, what we call self-analysis. So the middle needed for that. For a person to be able to analyze himself honestly. And uh, look to see what he needs to correct within himself. Is a middle sadin. A person in a way is to judge himself. And therefore, when a person wants to be honest about where they're holding and what they need to improve on, so they're looking at themselves with the attitude, with the attribute of din. It's the din of judging oneself to understand one's level better and be able to correct that. And if that's the requirement of learning Muslim, not just to be inspired, but to apply that inspiration and, so to speak, determine how much a person is living to that, idea, to that idealism or needs to improve, that requires a middle of din. And once again, in this case, it's not the Basin, it's not the Sanhedrin, it's the person who's judging himself, but like all judgment, it belongs inside in the Zikr. And now he says, We know the Torah was only given after 26 generations, that's 10 generations from Aram to Nach, 10 generations from Nach till Aram Avinu, and then we have Yitzchak, Yaakov, Levi, Kahas, Amram, Moshe, that gives us another six generations, and the time of Moshe, the Torah was given after 26 generations. And until the Torah was given, so what, what system was there in the world? So he explains, It's not that the world was meant to be totally hefka before that. It's not that the world was meant to be in a state of anarchy. There was meant to be a system of justice before as well. The difference is that the Torah system is something which is given by Hashem, as opposed to a human system, which might be based on what people understand to be right, based on the human sense of justice and morality, but then that human understanding is Baha'i. And therefore, for example, the mitzvah whether it's not to kill, not to steal, to have a system of justice, are all halachas which a person's seichel can be Baha'i, and a person's seichel is Baha'i. That's why the goyim are responsible for that even without receiving the Torah. And from the inception of the world, that was meant to be the way society ran until the Torah was given. But the important point is, therefore we see that what a person uh, understands is right or wrong doesn't fall into the category of an optional act of uh, merit or something which a person who wants to be the Tariq has to keep to. What a person understands is right or wrong is also a mechaev, and it's a mechaev which can be judged and can be enforced by any based or any court, which is its duty is to 
uphold the system of justice which is based on honesty, which is based on fairness. And therefore he says, That even preceded the Torah which came from Hashem. And therefore he says, ADS, we know the story behind Masechus ADS is that when all the Chachamim gathered in the Yeshiva of Yavne, so they said this was an opportune time to gather all the evidence that any of them had of Psakim from previous Tanoim. And the ADS is the evidence given by various Tanoim about what they were aware of of halachas which have been passed down from previous generations and then whatever was given yeah, in Aegis was accepted. The Basin accepted that this is what the previous Tanoibir held and we made that became the halacha. And therefore it's not a din which the Basin decided but it's a compilation of dinim because these are all halacha. He's saying the same thing, obviously in the category is a din which means it's something which is mechaib a person. And that's the first side the Maral is teaching us today. And that is that Avos isn't a, a, so to speak, a compilation of ideas which a person should work on, which would be nice for a person as an extra, and something which is Mechaev a person, by virtue of him being a person. Which means that it's something which the Seichel is Mechaev, and if the Seichel is Mechaev, then that becomes an obligation on a person. That's the... That's why it's also called a din. And, that's really, and then the second point, he asks when Soya last time, that the Gemara says the person who wants to be a chassid should keep Avos, which seems to indicate that it's something more than just a din. Something if Nimishur is a din. Why would that be the case? And he asks, Why is it telling chassidus? Because if Nimishur is a din. Why is it a matter of chassidus to keep the words of Avos? He ends a kasher. The source of elements is a seven elements is like I say, and besides the elements, but Rakim Mechayev Zaseicha. Time in the And what he means by that is like this: It's true that the Maral's understanding that a person is mechuyev, so to speak, to improve himself, and uh, and uh, better their midas or regulate themselves with their das. But, it's not like a mitzvah to say or later I say, where the Torah gives exact parameters. When it comes to a mitzvah, the Torah doesn't just say what it wants, it says how much it wants. So the Torah tells us how much matter to eat, and how many blasts of the shepherd we have to hear, and exactly what we should and shouldn't be doing on Shabbos. That's in the category of mitzvah. Because the Torah doesn't just explain the ideal, it also gives us the parameters of what needs to be done. But, when it comes to Mirad uh, Da'avos, so then, even though the Chiyav is the concept, but that's not the same as telling us exactly what needs to be done and how much. Because in that way, it's something which is, depends on the cycle of a person, and therefore something which depends on a person's cycle can be adapted by the person to fit the situation he's in. What's appropriate for him and what's correct for him in, this, in the situation where he is. A mitzvah given by Hashem doesn't have that luxury, doesn't have that option. A mitzvah given by Hashem, Hashem gives the parameters and that's absolute. But a mitzvah which is mischayev, something which is obligated by the fact that that's what the logic of a person is meant to dictate, well then the parameters can also be 
different from person to person. And if that's the case, a person who wants to be a chassid means that they will be more extreme, so to speak, in their interpretation or in their acceptance of the midi-davos. And therefore, even on the one hand, midi-davos is a chiyuv, it's a din, but how much a person is going to apply them is a matter of chassidus. He finishes one more line, which now is not the time to discuss. He himself will explain it later. And that is, we explain why it's in the Zikin, why it comes after Adias, why does it come before Avodah Zarah. And what he wants to explain basically is that Avodah Zarah is also something which, being as one of the Shiva Mitzvahs from Nayanach, is something which is the Seichel is Mechaev. It's not only a Torah obligation which Hashem gave us later, this is something which was obligated to all mankind, which means it's also something which falls into the realm of things that a person's seichel should obligate. Now why it's like that and why people couldn't be or shouldn't have been misled by the Zara, that's not a discussion. Now we'll come to that later on in the Musech. And that's what he says, Worship of the Zara is against the human intelligence because it's not effective. That we assume a Rizara is at the realm of what the din is Mechaev, which means what a person will be able to understand based on his Seichel as well. And that's why it also comes inside in Ezekiel. And when he's Miramis to the fact that Lazov is made of gold and not silver, that's a passage we'll learn about when we discuss more the concept of a Rizara. And therefore, this sefer incorporates all the dinim of avos, which if a person wants to be a chassid, which means he wants to excel, he should work harder to try and achieve. Now the Maral goes on to discuss the minag, which is already brought down by the Ramah and others, to learn pirkei avos during the summer months. And he's going to discuss why specifically the summer months were chosen to learn pirkei avos. He gives two very surprising answers, but nevertheless, there's still something for us to take out of what he says, which we can learn from ourselves. And he says, There was a minute to say a parak of Pirkei every week from Pesach until Rosh Hashanah, and with those places that Nogim Lema Prokim Ma'elu, Min Pesach Alateris, Ayn Tol Shvuz. The two reasons why it was only in the summer that there was a minute to say Pirkavus. It's a longer day. And therefore, they would have an earlier mincha. And after mincha, he starts to learn Pirkavus. He won't just read the words, he'll actually sit and learn and try and understand the message of Pirkavus. You have a very long afternoon and it affords a person the chance to learn the halacha and still they finish Tamas Sushishis. Whereas in winter when the days are that much shorter and a person would begin to examine, explore the sugya of whatever mission he's learning, then he would run out of time and already be shkir and he would miss Sushishis. So that's the one reason he gets. And the second reason, the Tamashani, the rainy days aren't the right, so to speak, situation for a person to apply himself to Ian Torah. 
Like Gemara says in Tainis, the Kosher Yom the Mitra Yom Dina. A day where it rains is a difficult day, like a day where a person faces a judgment. A person's mind isn't clear enough when the Torah needs clarity. People who, through the rest of the week, aren't spending all their time learning, so it's harder for them to focus all their thoughts on the learning, especially when the weather isn't conducive to that. On Shabbos specifically, it will be a lack of ending Shabbos. Why? So first he proves it. And he says, because you see, even Chacham G'dolim, K'mar B'yechon V'yish Lakish, Ha'yima'ani B'sifrat Agadita B'Shabbos. I used to learn Agadita on Shabbos, Midrashim. Lama Ya'ani B'sifrat Agadita B'Shabbos, V'loi B'chol. Why would they learn a Mishnah Midrash Tafko on Shabbos? This was the reason. To learn difficult sugyas. And therefore they found it easier to focus on learning Agadita than exploring sugyas on Shabbos. And that's for regularly. Especially when it's cold or it's rainy, there would be a lack of Oynik Shabbos to have a state learning of Perkavos, which is why they didn't have it in the winter months. For the same reason, only from that's the perfect time of the year when it's not hot, it's not too cold, it's the spring, the weather's balanced. That when the best time for a person to get healed is that time, if as one the weather is at its best. Same thing when it starts, the, the heat of the summer begins, it's much harder to learn. And that's why there were those places where they only used to learn Pukavas until Shvurs because after it got too difficult. But says the morale, in the north of Europe, the cold was severe that would prevent people's owning Shabbos. But, but for us, some never got as hot as it does in the areas around the Mediterranean. And therefore they say, the whole summer it's not too difficult. And what does he mean by this? So the understanding you have to have is just a factual knowledge of the Basel Medrash at the time. It wasn't like our beautiful, air-conditioned, heated, comfortable Basel Medrash where there's no reason why a person shouldn't be able to sit and learn at any time of the year. But then the Basel Medrash were not heated, definitely not cooled, and they were exposed to the elements. And therefore, in temperature extremes, it was very difficult to be able to learn. I heard from the Talmud of Slobotka in Europe that the building was an old wooden building, uh, the walls weren't properly insulated. He said it was in winter it was so cold that people never took their coats off in the best measures. They would learn with a hat and a coat and a scarf because it was too freezing to, to take anything off. And therefore, if, maybe in the week, people would be most nervous to learn like that. But on Shabbos, to make a seder when a person would sit and learn in such a matter, it would be a lack of any Shabbos. Same thing in place where it was very hot, and the same simile, there was no air conditioning. So to sit and learn in a hot, like a Humid based measures would be very difficult. Which is why in Shabbos they won't be they won't kriveya. They say that to learn beyond um, either in places where it's extremely hot or in places where it's extremely cold. And the point which comes out of this, both the first answer that is a longer time, and the second answer is that the Mara understands there's no point just to reading our 
If it's just a matter of reading Mishnah, the person can do it in a few minutes, just like you can dive in Mincha. If a person wants to sit and learn, and, and delve into the words of the Chachamim, and explain them properly, so if that's the case, then a person is going to need concentration, it's going to take time. And therefore they were metakin the Chachidah, to say Pergavas, firstly when there's a number of hours available to do that, and also when the climate conditions aren't too difficult, that it will interfere with the person's tzilusa, his sorry to speak, his clarity of thought, which is needed in order to learn properly. And why didn't they metakin that a person should say obviously the rest of the year and just not say it properly, just read the words? So we see from the Maral there was no point in that. The point of the Takana was to learn properly, to understand well, to delve into the subject matter, and not just to read the words. And then he says, nevertheless, people want the Chazal want to inspire people with it, and therefore, they want to have a on people. And that's what Rashi says, everyone should say them, so everyone gets to know, gets to know what the uh, concepts of Avos are. But the Rashi says that the way he wrote his parish was to go into the Omek, and that is to explain the depth of each Mishnah. And that's to explain what each Chacham said, that uh, we can learn from the way it's meant to refine or address a person's madness, a person's self, so to speak, which needs to be perfected to become a Chassid. And then he says he doesn't include other people's perishing, because that's already well known. And he's like, he comes to explain on his own the Oymuk of, of each Mishnah. Why? Because he says, The word of are very deep, they weren't just thoughts of, that came to their minds, and they said in, with, like, on the top of their head, so to speak, just to give out a svarah. Each of the words is, reveals a very deep chachma, and therefore the, they have to be understood also with you and Rav, with a lot of attention and time put into it to understand properly what they said, not just the person's first thought on the topic. And therefore, he says, that uh, the, the Maral says, the way he's going to Mephoresh Perekavos is that to be Ma'ayan in the Dvarim, which they're saying, to come to the depth as much as he's able to of, of exploring and explaining the words, which he calls Derech because that's the passage of Derech Haim Tachachas Musa. If Avos is a Tachachas Musa, it's, it's a way of instruction for a person that had to better himself, then that's the way to bring them to Derech Haim, which we saw is the route back to Ganeidin. And the Maral finishes, A person who learns the Pirish will notice that this is the path, he says, of Emes, and a person who, who travels it will come back to the Derech Haim.